It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Tonight's tale of terror comes from the Trick or Treaters podcast. Join them as they journey into the horrifying unknown. <laughs> you are listening to the Trick or Treaters podcast, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Movie reviews, horror news, and all the gory details. Listen if you dare. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 40 of the Trick or Treaters podcast. I am your host Kyle and as always I'm joined by my wonderful co-host JR. JR, how are you doing today buddy? It is uh, recording on a wonderful hot Tuesday summer night, August 10th. Uh, you know, it's our second week back on campus, but I'll tell you, man, it's uh, it's going to take some getting used to, getting back to a routine, getting up early in the morning, getting ready to leave the house and go to the office. But, you know, this week, you know, just trying to create some sort of, uh, you know, formula as far as, you know, doing my you know my normal job and then you know some of our extracurricular stuff as obviously with us doing trick-or-treaters podcasts and then some of the other projects i'm working on so um it's going it's a everything's going good you know for the most part and we're just uh continuing to move forward with uh our campus reopening uh, in a couple of weeks uh and now it's in 13 days and then also working on a new project where I'll, I'll share this out. Me and a friend were working on a uh, on a new idea for a wrestling podcast where we come up with alternative storylines based on real life wrestling history. So we're currently working on that. Um, I don't want to like, I probably already said too much, but it's going to be interesting. So it's going to be interesting um, take on some of the things that we'll that we're going to uh, focus on. That sounds extremely interesting. Well, it's one of those things, you know, obviously, you know, as you know, Kyle, being the, our podcast father that you are, you know, you got to find your niche. You know, if you're going to create a new podcast, you got to find your niche in the system. And so I said, you know, I didn't want to do anything that's essentially a review or even a historical, a historical review because it's already done from, major artists major podcasters to lower level podcasters i want to do something that's never been done before so um yeah we're working on that uh, i think this week we're going to do our first recording well heck yeah i'm looking forward to that and uh and jeremy you are not alone on this episode uh we are joined uh once again by one of my good friends and friend of the podcast uh you've been on on our podcast uh, a few times now uh and my other podcast from beyond the crypt uh my co-host of that uh podcast uh teddy teddy how are you doing today buddy uh i'm doing good good just got back from uh watching jungle cruise tonight it's pretty fucking lit i went and saw it on friday and i really enjoyed it i i don't know why i didn't think i was gonna enjoy it but i 
literally Friday, like 15 minutes before showtime, me and I told my wife, hey, we're going to movies right now. We jumped out, got there in time, got got a small bag of popcorn and sat down. And I really enjoyed The Rock and Emily Blunt in that movie. Oh, yeah. You know who surprisingly liked it really, really well? Cece. Like, she was going on, this movie's going to be stupid, and nobody asked for this movie, and yada, yada, yada. But the minute The Rock starts making, like, the puns um, for JR, I don't know if you've ever been to Disney or not, but those are actual puns that the real skippers on the Jungle Cruise, the ride itself, uses. Um, So, like, he actually, like, like, did research, went to the parks, like rode the rides look how the the skippers like handle themselves and whatnot but soon as he started making those references cc was like okay i'm kind of sold on this so when you mean like for example never mind i don't want to give an example like, i don't want to ruin it for anybody so there's one part where he makes a reference to the back side of water okay uh like in the the little girl's like what's the difference you know that part is is a direct line taken from the jungle cruise ride. So there's a lot of jungle cruise ride references. He, he keeps as like his whole theme throughout the movies. He makes like really bad puns that are like used on the ride, but he uses them at like inappropriate times and everybody's sort of around him. are like, Oh, come on, man. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. But yeah, it's been a pretty good day. I just got found out that I got my my three day uh, off schedule as well for work. So, and we're getting a pay pay increase. So I'm also pretty happy about that. It's always nice get a pay increase. You know, I think that's one of the things right now. Um, it was funny to talk about that. Not to get into that realm, but just a quick, you know, say, you know, talking point. You know, a lot of there's a. I think it's important right now for people out there that are working to really value what they bring to the table and fight for you know higher wages especially for individuals who work like in retail or service industry and i think there's been this mis this you know misconnection for decades where people have un you know society and corporations have undervalued minimum wage jobs and don't realize you know how important they are because they've always been saying well they're dead end jobs that's not that that's not necessarily been the case until around like the 80s um because for decades before that minimum wage jobs like the whole creation of minimum wage jobs was literally to set a minimum wage that people could legitimately live off of for the bare essentials which was living uh, housing food and uh basically like clothing, like said, this is how much you'd make that would live off of. And in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, there's so many examples like that predates the eighties that people would literally work at jobs. And if, even if you look at movie references, you would see older individuals working at diners that people would make minimum wage and be able to afford a home off that minimum wage. And I, now obviously because of the previous, you know, 16, 17 months, I think, you know, people need to realize what they bring to the table is valued. And, you know, I know people say, well, if you give them wages, inflation will do. It's like, well, inflation is going to happen because corporations, CEOs want to increase their bottom dollar. You have to realize that you as an individual, whether you work at McDonald's, whether you work at Walmart, whether you work at Target, you 
you have a value commodity because we still you will need uh, a workforce and that's what you're seeing is that today you know some people are saying well look what they're doing like some places are putting in self kiosks but what you're also seeing is that people are the like jobs are increasing their wages because they need a workforce and people are saying you know what i don't want to go work for you anymore because i felt undervalued underappreciated so i'm going to go into business for myself i'm either going to open up my own store i'm going to open up an se account i'm going to become a barber i'm going to be I'm going to get a vocation or I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do something to make myself, you know, a better living, better situation for me. And that's what we're seeing is that even um, as things are starting to expire, as far as like unemployment benefits, people are still not going back into those, those, those type of service industries because they realize that they are, that they need to be valued. And I think that's especially important. And for people who are in other areas, like if you're an educator and stuff like that, you also need to go out there demanding higher pay too, because you are, especially after the last year or so, you're a value commodity and everybody deserves higher wages. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's also funny because this pandemic has proved companies wrong when they sit there and say things like, oh, well, this job can't be done from home. Bullshit, it can't. The first thing I said was any place that was like anything that uh, like education for as an example. And I can I'll say that is like we we as educators like had to go off and like do the best we can. And in ourselves, like was it optimal? No, like there was a lot of issues that felt like, there was a lot of things that fell through the cracks. But there was also other things like, for example, um I, like I've like counseling counseling I'll say as an example where I've I've heard from you know counselors that they've in a lot of ways felt like better connected with their um patients by doing like telephone appointments versus in office appointments and not does that work for everybody no like everybody is different but that's when segment or shows like you don't have to be into an office doing anything if you do anything on a computer as far as like whether it's like clerical work or stuff like that you don't you're not required to be into an office and so that was the other thing i think also businesses because they love their bottom of dollar they're gonna find out they're also gonna put a lot more jobs at home and i think they're also showing there's a huge increase at telecommuting jobs from home because businesses are not are gonna forego overhead like paying like office leases electricity bills and stuff like that um and then that way people could stay at home and work oh yeah good great 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 points jared one thing i'll say uh kind of getting back to uh, what we talked about jungle cruise it's amazing to me like how many movies disney has made off of disney rides um, I think one of the ones that people forget because it was like made for um, Disney television was they made a um, a Tower of Terror movie for uh, for Disney television back in the nineties. Yeah, it was it was something. <laughs> but uh, on that note, they are um, actually coming out with uh, a Muppets, and they're doing Haunted Mansion, which is going to be lit because. It's here to uh, take back what Eddie Murphy kind of stole from Disney, which is, you know, good Haunted Mansion content. 
I don't think I know that story. What, the Haunted Mansion? I, I know the Haunted Mansion. I don't know about any... I don't know that there was something that Eddie Murphy, with Eddie Murphy. That yeah, Eddie did. Murphy and Jennifer Tilly, they were in like a, um, a Haunted Mansion like movie. It was not good. Yeah, I, it, I know it was a Disney Haunted Mansion movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that like Eddie Murphy like took like did something to Disney to take away stuff. Yeah, I mean, he was awful in it. That's what he did to take away from it. He ruined the <laughs> I movie. Like the Haunted Mansion movie. Thank Jennifer Tilly did amazing, okay, as Madame Leota. <laughs> but then it was ruined by the script and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> this was when, you know, Eddie Murphy was, do, you know, doing like Pluto Nash and like Norbit and stuff. This wasn't like when he was like the peak of his game, you know? This wasn't like 80s, early 90s Eddie Murphy. This exactly. Was 2003. This, yeah, this was like uh Mr. Popper's Penguins, which is like oh, Jim God. Carrey's like terrible movie, oh, but God. for like Eddie Murphy. Or like The Love Guru for Mike Myers. Oh, hey, I will say this though, two guilty pleasures I have for I have no idea why. I love The Love Guru and I love Adventures of Pluto Nash. Don't ask me I why. have I have not Pluto seen Pluto Nash, but the Love Guru is fucking whack. I'd rather watch you don't mess with the Zohan. It it legitimately like the Love Guru. A lot of people don't know. It started it started uh, Mike Myers of Austin Powers fame, and you know Wayne's World had Jessica Alba in it, had Vern Troyer, had Justin Timberlake. Legitimately killed Mike Myers' movie crew. I think it's hilarious. I have no idea why. Well, at least he, you know, didn't come back to make another fucking stupid movie like fucking Jack and Jill, you know? At least he was like, you know, yeah, at this point, my my career is, you know, kind of over not named Shrek, I guess. Because, I mean, no matter what he does, as long as he voice acts Shrek, you know, he's going to be making lots of money because people like Shrek for some reason. But uh, the, the Adventures of Pluto Nash starring... Eddie, Eddie Murphy, uh, Rosario Dawson, Luis Guzman, like universally panned, like a lot, like just everybody thinks it's terrible. I have no idea why. I I like it. I always say, like in in general, I probably compared to most individuals have horrible taste in movies. I don't consider liking bad movies to be horrible taste in movies. Bad movies can be good. You know, like, take an example. Uh, some people like Jennifer's Body because they're like, it's a fantastic movie. Like, just a, an body. actual great movie. But then there are people like me who like it because of how bad it is that it's fucking, like, meme-worthy, you know? Or another example would be Tommy Wiseau's The Room. It's, for Love all intents room. and purposes, a bad fucking movie, but it's funny as fuck, so you enjoy watching it. Or Thanks Killing, or Return of the Killer Tomatoes, you know? Like, those are all meme-worthy, so... I wouldn't say you have bad taste if you like, you know, movies that are, like... People like scary movies, you know? Like, or scary movie. Like, past, like, the second one. Shade at Kyle Me, for that one. Uh, I love Three. Three's my favorite. Three is awful. <laughs> uh peeing out of their fingers? Come on now. That was awful. But uh, but yeah. Uh, before we get into our movie review, uh, we have a couple of news things. Uh, 
we don't have any questions because um, once again I was uh, dumb and forgot to post the questions. So, no questions. Uh, a little bit of news uh, on October 10th, I believe. Yeah, October 10th. Scream, the original Scream, 1996 Scream, is going back in theaters for for one not only uh, event for the 25th anniversary, uh, and uh, it is said there is going to be a teaser for Scream 2022 shown during it, and I am excited. I've no, already, I did not know that. I already asked all for it. Does CC know? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Because. We'll probably go check that out because you know she'll she'll not want to miss out on that, you know. Oh yeah, like I, uh, I, I already uh, uh, asked off work for it and everything. I definitely, uh, I don't know if it's gonna play near me. I'm hoping it is because I already took the day off. That's <laughs> gonna be a Take crazy a drive. Week. So you figure Sunday, October 10th, yeah. you'll have the 25th anniversary screen. Tuesday. October 12th, you'll have the debut of the Chucky TV series Simulcast on Sci-Fi USA Network. And then Thursday night, you'll have the debut of Halloween Kills. shit, I didn't realize Chucky was also that week. Candyman's coming out soon too, isn't it? It comes out here in a couple weeks. Yep. I, it's I crazy. Can't wait for it's, a good, it's a yeah. good time for horror movies right now, man. Dude, Candyman's gonna be great. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard about this new one i just found out uh this one recently because of our friends uh sounds from the grave podcast uh our friend yusuf uh, did a a horror news review and I, I didn't even know that this was happening there's a movie coming out in september called ghost called uh i think uh what's it called one second i, I know i just saw it Oh, it's called Prisoners of the Ghostland, and it mm-hmm. stars Nick Cage and Bill Mosley. What the fuck? That's going to be weird. I can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be fucking weird. Nick Cage and Bill Mosley signed me Yeah, up. I just, I'm trying to see their dynamic, and I just can't. <laughs> like, I don't get me wrong, you know, Bill Mosley, or, you know, he's proven that he could be, like, a very, you know kooky motherfucker from like both texas chainsaw 2 and fucking you know him and repo but like i'm just trying to see like nicholas cage like i can't i just can't <laughs> i can't wait I'm, I'm excited but uh that's pretty fun uh the, the the biggest news so far is so you know everybody already knows that channel ortega was cast as Wednesday in the upcoming Wednesday Netflix series, uh, based off off, off Wednesday. Uh, she's played she's played Wednesday Adams in the Netflix series Wednesday, and they've also just officially announced that uh, Catherine Zeta Jones is playing Morticia, and Louise Guzman is playing Gomez. You know what? I'm here for I'm here for either too. or both of those castings. I'm excited. I, I think you know Guzman is fantastic, and there's nothing saying that he can't be like a smooth motherfucker. You know, yeah. he, not saying that he's not gonna 
there's no way of him saying that, you know, he isn't going to show as much respect to his wife. And I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is fucking hot, so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They both She's also cast. a great actress. So yeah. like, I, I, I don't know why people are such an uproar I'm, about like either of those two. I'm excited. I, I think it, I think it's going to be great. What about you, JR? No, I've, for a lot, for a number of years, I've been a fan of both people. I've, I think Catherine Zeta Jones is a, a brilliant actress, and Louise Guzman. I've only seen him in funny stuff. Um, not that you know, Gomez Adams couldn't be funny, but it'd be interesting to see him take on this role. It, it's just it's like a combination of I think you said it right, like there's a smoothness, but there's just the natural. He's natural charismatic, which I think plays well into that role. Because I think when you look at that role, a lot of people remember um uh Raul Huli, I think is how you say his name, that played him in the original um the original Adams Family movies. And I think he yeah. would I think he would do a good job, you know, living up to that character that played him. That, that's one of the things is as as great as Christina Ritchie was in Adam's family. Um, uh, what's his name from Back to the Future uh, that played um, the brother? Christopher Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. Um, yeah. And then um, Angelica Houston that played uh, Morticia. The one that always stood out to me a lot was Raul Julia as, as Gomez Adams, especially when you you know hear that that was kind of towards the end of his life, um, how well he had did, um, because I think he did Adams Family in 91, 93 was the sequel, and then he did Street Fighter, then he that and it was released after he he had passed away, so. Um, yeah, I just always been a big fan of him, so I definitely look forward to uh, seeing uh, Luis Guzman live up to that, live up to you know the character that he played. There's actually, if you want to see uh, Luis Guzman in something serious, there's a show. I don't necessarily remember the channel. I think it was on TNT or something. Uh, but there's a show about uh, the ER, and he plays a nurse in there, and it's a super serious show. So if you want to see him in something serious. You can watch it on there. Definitely we'll like, check it out. He 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 can he can play serious roles. Like I know he can. So I I again I don't know understand why people were in such an uproar about him being it. I'm excited for it. Like I love him as an actor. Like I I don't think there's anything wrong with him being it. And you know, like I said about Catherine Zeta Jones, I think she's hot. So. I think she'd do a good job. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. I can't wait. But uh that's all the news I got unless unless you y'all have anything you wanna add? Uh nope. The one I know this is not it's it's not really horror related, but as far as like potential you know, just darkness, Netflix announced the final season of Lucifer comes out on Friday, September 10th. And I'm excited for that. Cause I was, I was a big fan of Lucifer. I got into it late, you know, went and went back and watched it when it was all on Netflix. And then I caught up. And so I'm excited for the final season. Yeah. I, I never really got, uh, really got into Lucifer. 
Real quick, real quick though, um, if anybody has watched the Suicide Squad, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because I watched it when it came out dropped on Thursday. Oh, yeah. uh, I love it. I'm, great, great film. We're we're going to be seeing it. Uh, Cece and I are going to go see it with our friend Will and Cat. Uh, coming up pretty soon because like it was so good. Like I I had higher expectations because it was james gunn but i also went in with like low expectations because it's a it's a dceu movie um but no like i i thought it was great like very very well done king shark i will die for him but i will also die for sebastian and rat girl as an extension because yeah yeah rat catcher and king shark were my two loves for that film but also, they were this. Well, I mean, I knew King Shark from the get go. King Shark yeah. was going to be fucking great because it was Sylvester Stallone. But Ratcatcher two really fucking uh really came through. Uh, oh, we yeah. actually did an episode for see you at the movies on it. Yes. Uh, but she was like the the sleeper hidden talent. Her and Polka Dot Man, like they they like I want to say they easily carried with like some of like the the character work that both of those two had. Oh yeah. The what I'll be up for me personally, I there was a lot of it that I enjoyed of it. There was some stuff I didn't enjoy, but like I said, it's always funny. Like there's some things that people see that's like they accept one thing and they won't accept another. So I'll give it. This is my example. Um, polka dot man, perfectly normal. Like I love it. Like the whole concept throwing polka dots, I'm with it. Project Starfish, I'm like you lost me. So, <laughs> Star Starro is like an actual like character within DC. Um, and yeah, I looked it up like I because I one of the things I do anytime I hear of somebody that I'm not familiar with, I always like I look it up. I'm like, oh, this is like a legit part of like a comic, the comics, a comic series, or they did, you know, in it. But it's just one of those things where like for me, I'm like, yeah, I, I you know, it's it's almost like Green Lantern, like everything with Green Lantern, I'm with, but it's just like, but a body evasion body snatching uh I'm trying to think of that movie the puppet masters movie with the the aliens and donald sutherland i'm like yeah i just i don't know you lost me here but that's just because you know it's just me being me yeah I, I i get i can get what you're saying like if you like hold it to the same standards as you would like a normal superhero movie i i can see where you're coming from but like Suicide Squad was like always going to be over the top because I mean, let's be frank, it's 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 a Guardians movie but for DC. Like it it was it was good but like it's meant to be over the top and ridiculous. That's why they went with a more ridiculous baddie, you know, or like the 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 way that um. They set up like the whole thing with like uh, a peacemaker. Like he 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 follows everything to like the T to like a letter, you know, because it's like it's meant to be like over the top and exaggerated. They had freaking uh, Pete Davidson in it. Come on now, <laughs> like that movie. That movie was never going to be like super 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 serious. Yeah, I wonder, um, and that's from what I've heard of some reviews, is that it's kind of all or nothing. Like, either people loved it or they hated it. 
it was there was like no in the middle and so i i'm one of the ones like there was a lot of parts in that i enjoyed and i agree with you guys like i thought rat rat catcher was amazing her pet her pet sebastian i thought was just everything was brilliant about it and the way they they used they used him for kind of like just comic relief, I thought the was fucking great. the 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 Karen like fucking polka dot man sees his mom or whatever, and it's like fucking the giant fucking Karen. So I'm definitely interested to see if they end up. Um, and this is one thing that's hard is because they said like it did disappointment in the opening in the box office, but then you hear it did amazing on HBO Max, which is how I viewed it was through HBO Max. So you wonder, like, okay, what does this mean for the future? Because they said they talked about, not, uh, you know, the rumor what I heard is that soon they'll end up uh, doing a TV series on the Peacemaker character, but they said they already have ideas for a future Suicide Squad. But with this, you know, this box office disappointment, even though it was great on HBO Max, would that lead to them to do another one? Oh yeah, absolutely they would. James Gunn has already confirmed that he's got multiple projects coming with DCEU lined up in the future. And just because they don't make a lot of money like off of like in box office, that only helps the movie theaters necessarily. Um like if they make Anything that they lose over here, they're going to make up anyways over in China, like in Asia. They always do. Every movie that may not do that well will fucking absolutely fucking the Warcraft movie over here. Goddamn, absolutely panned. Uh, China, fucking, they absolutely fucking loved it. Uh, so much, one of their theme parks actually put up like a Warcraft area, but they didn't call it Warcraft because copyright and whatnot. Um, but like, it does. It doesn't matter like if it's streaming anyways, because like they're gonna make up money from that anyways, and they're gonna make up a lot more of it from that. Yeah, because what... especially with companies like Disney who are doing the premium charges for them, uh, they're still making mo- as much money as a movie ticket would cost anyways. Yeah, and I know one of the things I've heard, and I, and I kind of follow it too, is that DC actually has a big following with a lot of the stuff that's released direct to video. I was actually a lot of the the DCEU animated universe. I was a big fan, like big fan. I watched so many of those uh, Justice League and Batman movies, and I'm actually the one that I'm I haven't seen yet that I'm I need to see is the Batman two part special, The Long Halloween. Yeah, I want to see that. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I know it came out on. It's you can buy it on on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, is it streaming anywhere? If it would be, it'd be on HBO Max. Yeah, I haven't I seen it. Look. I've only seen to rent on like Vudu for like six dollars each. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually checking to see it's on because, HBO Max. Uh, Walmart. Yeah, I would check. I would check HBO Max because they've got a bunch of them on there. Yeah, because uh, I just my recently story. was like going through there and like I was I saw like uh Year One, uh The Killing Joke, uh Batman and Harley Quinn was on there, so like they have a bunch of them on there. 
including the ones from like the the animated series like Mask of the Phantasm and uh the Sub-Zero movie. Yeah, uh uh Batman Long Halloween's my favorite Batman story. I haven't heard of it. I honestly like I love DC, but like I've been so out of the loop with like their story for so many years. A lot of like my experience with DC came from like the animated series based off of like Batman. So like Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read uh the comics Teen Titans as well. I haven't read the comics since New 52. I was trying to, like I was trying to get into it, but like I don't know. It it just right as I started getting the New 52, they already like went away from it and they rebooted it. So I was like, well, what's the point? All right. Well, you guys ready to talk about hashtag alive? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, been well, waiting for fucking so. months to talk about this goddamn movie. This was Teddy's idea. Yes, yes, it was. I begged them Teddy's to do this, begging me to, begging us to watch to watch this movie and do a show on it. So as soon as we realized we were going to Netflix, I mean, it only made sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm so glad that I get to talk about this movie because like everybody knows like Train to Busan is like like zombie movie fucking gold but like there are other Korean companies out there that are putting in just as much work and effort and while this isn't Train to Busan it's it's damn near close it's a really good fucking movie and with uh, like Korea blowing up right now with like K-pop and like now their cinema is starting to come over here too with like Train to Busan hashtag Live now, uh, it's it's nice to see like the interest in the culture going like fuck. I I heard fucking goddamn BTS on the radio, like a local radio station, just playing butter. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. That I'm glad that like. Korean culture is becoming like more like widely known and accepted um over here um but like this movie I was just like looking for like everything to do with Train to Busan or Train to Busan like movies and I googled it and I found this and I was like oh my god this is about a Twitch streamer and at the time I was trying to uh go for my Twitch affiliate status so I could monetize my channel and I was like, I have to watch this. And then I was like, everybody else needs to watch this now. So I made Cece watch it. And then after that, she was like, that was really good. I like that. And I'm like, everybody needs to watch it now. So I've been bugging him for months and months and months. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not the biggest zombie fan. I used to be a, a massive zombie fan back in high school. Me and my best friend, we... we Literally, our weekends would literally consist of as soon as we got, as soon as we had the weekend off from college, it, and and in high school, we are I, I would be literally over at his house and would be watching some really shitty straight to DVD zombie film and playing and playing Halo Three. That was our weekend, and so like I used to just do nothing but watch zombie films uh, with him, 
But then once The Walking Dead came came out, I felt like horror really just got oversaturated with zombies to where it was almost there was a zombie movie being coming out like every week or there was some kind of horror thing featuring zombies. Or they zombies. bring back something that shouldn't like be like made into another sequel. Like how many times have they tried to recreate Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, and like they would like something would come out and it would feature zombies and I'm just like, okay, I, I can't deal with this anymore. And so, so, so ever since then, that just kind of turned me off from zombies. But every now and then, I'll come across a film, a zombie movie that I really enjoy. And uh, 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 like you said, Train to Busan is one of them. We'll definitely have to cover it sometime, one of my favorites. But I was thoroughly impressed with this and really, really liked it. And I give you props for, uh, for pointing me towards it, Teddy. This was a really, really good film. I, I I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. So like, now we get to talk about it and how fucking great it was. Because yeah. this movie was like, not only was it like scary at parts, but like it had a lot of good fucking humor in it. Like yeah. there were like genuinely funny moments in that movie, and I just I don't know. I love everything about this movie. I'm so ready to talk about it. The uh. The other main character, the girl you uh, you've been, I mean, I texted you earlier about it, but obviously she's like one of my favorite, one of my, now one of my favorite women in horror. Like she was so badass. Hell yeah, dude! She fucking knew what was up. Yeah, uh, this is actually based off of a, off of the, this is a South Korean zombie thriller that is based off this off the script of a. 2019 well now 2020 american uh, zombie film called alone i haven't seen it but i think after we get done recording this i think I'm, i may watch it and, and compare the two but really because i thought it was based off of the pandemic nope it's based off of a 29 it was a script written in 2019 that didn't did turn into a movie till 2020 called alone and it's pretty much the same premise but it's, it's just set in america interesting yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, uh, I, I plan on watching it and comparing the two, but uh, but but it is like interesting that this came out when it came out because, like you said, this is very reminiscent of the pandemic that we all experienced in 2020, where you know, for those of us who didn't have a job that required us to be at work, we were pretty much in lockdown and in quarantine. Yeah, it was not a fun time. Not only was it not fun, but it was also scary. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, in because my... like what was deemed essential, you know, like yeah, there was a it, lot of stuff and a lot of companies trying to pull a lot of like crappy things. Yeah, it, it was very scary to me too. But just because of the fact that in my thirty years, I've never experienced anything like that ever. Oh like, yeah, I've never. There's never been a time where it was like, oh, by the way, all this is shut down. You can't, uh, you can't go. You need to stay inside unless you absolutely have to go out. I'm like, what? Yeah, I've never, I've never had to deal. The closest we got to that was like swine flu. Yeah. Or like Ebola. But like even then, wasn't an issue. So like. Because people, you know, got vaccinated and shit. And now people don't want to get vaccinated for some reason. Yeah. 
but yeah, this is a, just a just a really good zombie movie. Uh, I mean, it, it has a lot of the tropes that, uh, that you see in, in zombie films, but you know, it, it's not overplayed. And and also, the zombies were really terrifying. Yeah, they were. They were fucking terrifying. Like I would. The be... way that they describe the process of like in which the how you know someone's about to turn. Whether, like, they start bleeding out of their eyes and shit. And, like, at the very beginning of the movie, for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, but, basically, like, you bleed from your eyes. <laughs> and yeah, then you, like, your back, like, starts seizing up and shit. It was wild. Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, JR, do, 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 do you have any thoughts before we get into it? Well, I fucking hated it. Are you being serious, or are you just no? That Kyle knows it's like my it's my ongoing shitty joke. Every time I get somebody on that has a movie that they that they like, that's always my go to response. Oh, like, I got you. When when uh like when Aaron from um uh what 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 uh what podcast is she from again? Uh, Kyle, Babes of the Power. So her favorite movie, one of her favorite, or her favorite movie is is Jaws. She came on for a review. My first comment was like, "Well, I hated Jaws." <laughs> it's just me being again i'm just me being a smart ass but no i I, you, I, I um i really i'm not big into zombies i don't know why but for some reason i loved the look of the zombies in the, like you know when i say zombies like i i guess for comedic reasons i like i like zombie land and i liked Shaun of the dead um but I like the zombies in this film. Like I just felt the way they look, like the effects they had, the way they moved. It just, um, for lack of a better word, it was, you know, appealing or in the sense of like, these are characters that I could get behind as being like, this is some shit that's like, you, like you're not going to survive. And the whole storyline behind it with him essentially trying to survive in this apartment complex and he's by himself i'm just like this is you know a legitimately you know frightening situation because you're on your own and these cannibalistic you know people who actually have some sense of um intelligence are gonna come for you and are going to destroy everything in their way to get to you and you know to to eat you essentially so i i I really dig the look of the zombies and the way they and everything about them this film oh yeah they got the creepy the creepy like walk down like i don't know their zombies look like fucking better zombies than ours are like the way that they move and contort their bodies and stuff yeah like to me that was a big thing like i that type of like the like the contortion like the snap the snap movements yeah i thought was like was really cool in the sense of um making them seem like as evil creatures as possible oh yeah they were fucking terrifying (laughs) And, and not many zombie movies do that enough these days yeah you know to be honest i feel like in a lot of a lot of zombie movies they like they treat them as like dumb unintelligent um like slug cannibals 
and very few actually kind of treat them as like a menacing um antagonist creature in the film they are in and it's always that you know the in certain movies the character like or the main character does something stupid like make a noise or turn on a light or something like that to get their you know and that drives attention their way when in this movie it's like no like they're legitimately like have some sense of intelligence that they're yeah they knew they know where you're at they they can hear and stuff like that they react to sounds so that was one of the things that i thought was you know really interesting that with this zombie movie yeah it was it was nice to see that like both they and trained Basan kind of covered the fact that like they can like can't see too well at night like i like that as a, as a cool like lore for zombies you know because they are just essentially humans they shouldn't have like insanely crazy like like hearing and smelling and sight you know they should have normal things you know normal people can't see in the dark you know like i i thought that was a really cool like uh little interesting thing that they did uh, another thing i really liked about this you know besides the fact that you know he was essentially like a twitch he's a video game streamer basically a twitch streamer in a way mm-hmm. i love that they implemented social media into this film yeah because like n- not enough like zombie movies set in modern time you know would implement stuff like that you know how how hard is it to post, you know, a picture of you with your address on social in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, and hey, look, this is where I'm at. Any survivors, come find me. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Fucking y- yeah, I probably wouldn't either, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I thought it was kind of dumb that he did that, but, but like, I mean, I love the aspect of it where they said like. You know, if could, if it if it was like a flood or something, you know, it would yeah. make sense to do that or whatever. But like, I don't know, zombie apocalypse when everybody's just trying to steal shit. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no thanks. <laughs> but I mean, I do like the fact that they they set up a thing at the end for people to post their whereabouts on social media so people could rescue them. Yep, that was pretty neat. But yeah, uh, so hashtag alive was released uh june 24th 2020 in south korea it has a runtime of 99 minutes and i can't find a budget for it but it made a u.s a box office of 14.7 million and it was released in on netflix on september 8th 2020 and you know, I said before it was, it's based off a script called Alone, which is an American zombie movie by Matt Naylor. And a little, little fun, little tidbits before we get into it. This was apparently the first film that made the biggest opening and surpassed one million viewers at the South Korean box office uh, since the COVID nineteen pandemic in February. Nice. And, after taking the top in the box office for 21 days, it achieved the top rank in video on demand sales for four weeks. I mean, it was a good movie. I can definitely understand why. Yeah. 
And the top of the global rankings for Hashtag Alive was the, the first record among Korean movies released on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Teddy, or not, but apparently, uh, before they this film was released to promote it, so there was actually an Instagram account made for the main character, Jun uh, Woo. Someone made an Instagram account on it that made it look that, like it was actually that, him. That's fucking dope, actually. Yeah. That's kind of clever. Um. Kyle, I'll tell you, I did a quick Google search, and according to uh, the investment company Spackman Entertainment Group, the film's production budget is estimated to be at um, $6.14 million American dollars. Okay, so so it made about, it, it made a little, a little over half of its budget back then. Uh, on the opening day in South Korea, it drew in a total of 204,071 viewers, and it took 62% of the box office. Marking, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, marking the highest first-day viewership of any film since February 2020. So that, that's, pretty, that's pretty good for it. Uh, it was... Okay, I... I I'm probably going to butcher his name, so help me out if I do it. It's directed by Cho. Uh, is it Cho Hyung? I, I, I honestly don't know, dude. I would probably butcher it, too. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say Cho, just so we don't butcher his whole his full name. Directed by Cho. His screenplay was written by Cho and Matt Naylor, who, who wrote the other movie that I said it's based off of. And, That's kind of cool. Yeah, it stars. I know I, uh, I'm not gonna be able to say his name correctly, and I don't want to butcher it unless one of y'all want to try. Um, no, I'll professionally his I see he has two names. One his professional name is Joe An In. Yeah. U A N. Yeah. So let's go with that. Yeah, UIN and Park Shinha is is uh, the girl who plays uh, Yubin, which is the best fucking character in this film. But yeah, so that's just some of the people who directed it and stuff. So we're gonna get into it. And uh, like I said before, if I, I'm just gonna do like a little brief summary of the plot. If I skip over anything that you want to talk about, just chime in whenever. Okay, so we start off the movie and our main character, uh, Chun Wu, he's, you know, he's waking up, you know, he's, you know, he, 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 he's your typical gamer. He's waking up uh, uh, late in the day, still sleepy, and he wakes up in his room and he's he realizes that he's alone in his family's apartment, and his uh, his parents and I think it, yeah his sister too have have went out to go get groceries because uh, there's not much food left right now. And well, basically what she said was they didn't have time to go shopping, so yeah. she left him money and told him to go take his sister to go shopping. Yeah, and you know he's alone and a 
it's it's finding out that there is a mysterious disease that has broken out in the world that has caused uh, people who are to be infected to to uh, attack and then they mention later that they have started started doing cannibalistic stuff and so basically the people are eating uh, brain go nom nom or eating people yeah you know more or less people are turning into zombies and it, oh, the, the the one thing I didn't the only thing I didn't really like was the fact that yeah it, it I it's not that I didn't like it. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Uh, it's great that the action immediately starts as soon as this movie begins, like from start to finish. This movie is on fast is on is on fast forward with action, but at the same time, I'd like a little bit of a more backstory on what happened. Why is there an infection uh, going on? What caused it? You know, etc. You know what I I found funny about like that whole situation? Yeah. Like what made me laugh was the fact that he found out that all of this was happening because people in this Twitch chat are like, "Hey, did you see the news? Do you hear what's going on?" Yeah. Yeah, he found out on Twitch because <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> that'd be my online. ass. Yeah, he's playing online that'd, with that'd his friends. That'd be my ass. Like, how'd you find out about the zombie apocalypse? It, I found out via Hassan Piker. It, it looks like he's playing PUBG. I think that's what he's playing. No, no, no. So, um, what what they were t- what they were talking about? Like, if you look at the characters, uh, they're actually playing Rust. Rust. Okay. Yeah, because they met. They mentioned like where they were going, and that's an area in Rust. Ah. <laughs> so I like the first time I didn't get it. I didn't, you know, know what Rust was at the time. But then yeah. I started watching a few streamers Dude. who were playing it. I've watched streams of Rust, and let me tell you, that game, I couldn't play that because that would destroy any trust I have in strangers after playing that game. I've seen so much bad I mean, if stuff. you get if you get fucking <laughs> asshole-like people, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the stuff I watched were all, like, streamers that, like, would contribute to, like, yeah. each other's content and stuff. But, but yeah, Junwoo, he's... You know, he realizes he's found, he finds out that there is something going on through a switch stream. He checks the news and he finds out that there is a disease that's called people to basically turn into zombies. He ends up uh, opening the door. The first thing you should is, never do in yeah, a yeah. fucking situation like that is yeah. open the fucking door for anybody. He opens the door after he, he he's uh, before this, he looks over the, the balcony of his apartment and he realizes that you know the whole world is pretty much turned into shit around him uh, he watches some fucking yeah. little girl like fucking rip out her mom's throat i love that too because you just see the girl just like walking up to her mom and her mom's like hey you know the she, way she the way the yeah. mom and i realized this the second time or the not the second time but like the, this most recent time that i've watched it uh they they make you think that the mother is based off of how slow she's moving and confused and all that. Yeah. And then they hit you with that switch like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, the, the mom hugs her daughter and her, hug, her daughter just takes a big chunk out of her. It was, it was heartbreaking, but also a really cool scene. Uh, I mean, yeah. I laughed at it, to be fair. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, one of those two is going to die. And then like, there's all these people running. Uh, this one guy's... Uh, Hiding behind a car and he gets eaten immediately. I mean, there's everybody's just turning to shit. The whole world is. 
Oh, and imagine it being in Korea. Like that place yeah. is like insanely like densely populated. Yeah. And so like I can imagine never like, go over New York City would you know come across similar issues in the future. Yeah, and th- th- they never go over it in the film, I don't think, unless I missed it. Is it just contained to that part of Korea or is it worldwide? So I'm assuming it was a local breakout. Yeah. Because based off of the fact, oh, I can't, what, at, at the ending, like I, I'll go further into what I mean by that, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, 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 so wait, June Woo, after he, he sees what, he opens the door to his apartment and there is a, a neighbor in the hallway and he barges in here. He barges in the apartment, and the man's and you know Jun Woo's you know being actually smart for the first time because Jun Woo's not that smart throughout this film. He's like, he's a fucking himbo, one of the dumbest fucking characters <laughs> in horror I've ever. I like him, but yeah, he yeah is I like him. Not he, fucking smart. I like him. He's funny and you know he's he's likable and he's honestly relatable in ways. But man, he is he does some dumb shit. He uh he opens the door. His neighbor comes in and is, he, but he actually tells his, he tells his neighbor, you know, he wants him out to get out of his apartment, and the, the the man starts begging him to stay. And eventually, uh, Jun Woo agrees to let the man use the bathroom. And it's, I think it's on the, is it he finding out? He's finding out on on the news while he's in the bathroom how people become what to look for signs of infections and stuff. Yeah. And then his neighbor comes out of the bathroom and, you know, he notices that, you know, his neighbor is showing signs of infection and the other guy's trying to tell him he's not, but then he, he ends up scumming. He immediately yeah. fucking transforms. Yeah. He like, I felt bad though, because like you can tell the humanity left in him was trying to turn the door handle so he could get out. Yeah. But then the infection took over before that, like could complete itself. So, like, the dude was trying to do the right thing. I think, like, legitimately, like, he was just scared, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, god damn, dude, you never fucking open doors in, like, any kind of pandemic for, like, anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, you better look through the peephole at that DoorDash driver to make sure your order is good before you fucking get nommed on, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it, uh... It was a nice touch to the fact that if you really pay attention, you can, like you said, Teddy, you can see the humanity left to him is trying to walk out the door. Yeah, he was he was jiggling the fucking handle. Like, his yeah. hand was on the handle. But uh, back on that note about the, the, the Uber or the, the, the Grubhub thing, could you imagine... That would be that would that would be the worst thing ever, because they'd be like delivery is an hour is like you know normal standard times like twenty minutes or like thirty minutes or like an hour or whatever, yeah. right? But then like your order gets canceled, and you're trying to figure out why it was canceled, and they're like, yeah, uh, so the driver says on me now. <laughs> do, do you want us to? Do you, do, you do you want, want to, to cancel the order, back? or do you want him to try and bring you the food? I don't know, man. I I would be like, oh, yeah. let's see if he can do it. I'm well, curious. I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, like, I still want my money back, but but please, let's see if he makes it here. Yeah, it's like we have little, we have you know, 
very little communication with him now that he's turned, but we'll try. <laughs> oh my god, or could you imagine if he was like bit like right outside your door so the minute you open it, he's like got that food right there. You just grab it like, sucks to be you. <laughs> Shut the door. You're like, thanks fam. <laughs> Close the door in his face. <laughs> you don't even pay attention. You just reach your arm out, grab the bag, shut the door. That's some shit a Twitch streamer would be like. Right. All right, man, I'm I'm on, I'm on like a sixty second ad break. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the food. Bye. <laughs> oh God, the uh, the the neighbor ends up succumbing to the infection, and he attacks June, but June ends up pushing him back and locks and locks the door. And then fucking. The goddamn neighbor gets fucking, like, absolutely fucking demolished by some fucking pissed off random fucking buff zombie outside the goddamn door. He fucking straight fucking picks his ass up, hits him with a suplex. Or, um, not a suplex, a, uh, it's like a slam, I guess. Yeah. But he just, like, spikes him and, like, fucking breaks the guy in half. I was like, goddamn. Yeah, he, he got fucked up. But, uh. June uh, ends up receiving a message from his parents letting them know that, that they're safe. And so he ends up blocking his front door with the fridge and he posts a picture of himself uh, with a sign that has his address and everything and, uh, and posts it on social media. And it's basically just a, hey, this is my name. This is where I'm, this is where I'm located at. You know, I ha- hashtag, I, I, I have to survive and you especially a rescue request on social media, which is, you know, is smart. But I don't uh, know, man. Shit's going to ice, I'm not or shit's going to hell, I'm not necessarily thinking, yeah, fucking social media is gonna be what saves me. I mean it, I mean let, let's face it, I would probably be like, let's check Twitter and see what's going on. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't be like posting like my shit. Like I'd be like, y'all are just as fucked as I am right now. I'm like, oh my god, guys, my uh, uh my neighborhood has been run by zombies. What the hashtag? What the fuck? Hashtag Mondays? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> the zombie apocalypse is breaking out, and you're like, I can't believe I lost three followers. <laughs> Oh God! But uh, yeah, you know he posts the rescue request on social media, and you know his whole neighborhood has become overrun with zombies. And I mean they're they're everywhere. I just it's it's insane. Uh, one of the things is that you know he's in this apartment building, and we get this really awesome view of his apartment, like a a facade. His fucking his his PC fucking rig is chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we get a view of the apartment, like like basically letting you know like how this is played out. And from what I read, apparently they actually made that facade. I don't know if they made the entire apartment building or they just made like that part of it. But they actually made that for the movie. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, and you know. so he's you know, the whole neighborhood's being overrun. the The power's on; it's emergency power. It's on, and but he's gradually loses access to phone networks, to his phone network, uh, and the internet. Like he, he literally just like 
Yeah, he's... you fucking got him right in the feels the minute you cut his ability yeah. to scream. Yeah, he, he immediately is just like, everything's happening. This guy literally just saw his neighbor turn into a zombie, and he immediately goes and sits down and plays video games. And <laughs> He's like, huh, that's fucking weird. Anyways, <laughs> anyway. so I'm in gold ranked in League of Legends, right? <laughs> Anyways, like, hey, chat, so my neighbor just got turned into a zombie. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, and we get back hot... to our subathon. Can we get a hop train? Uh, <laughs> can we get can we get Epson chat F's for the neighbor who turned into a zombie? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it you know he's doing that, but then he eventually runs out. The internet goes out, and they actually run out of running water at that. And all of this is happening, you know, like we said at the beginning, they left him money to go get food, and you know he's he don't have he don't have he doesn't have much food. Like I don't. Uh, he, he only has some that's in the fridge, but it ends up getting destroyed because uh, a zombie ends up trying to break into his apartment and he knocks over the fridge, destroying the food that was little food he had that was inside. But uh, uh, June pulls this really awesome thing where he tricks him into actually running and falling off the balcony. It's funny because then he proceeds to do what any other person would fucking do in the in the fucking any kind of like crisis like that fucking drinks heavily for days yeah yeah so like you know while this is so this is all happening so yeah june just starts drinking his dad's beer i mean this guy oh, it wasn't that. beer it was oh, fucking well, straight liquor oh, liquor okay yeah he starts drinking his dad's liquor and i mean you know he, he hasn't ate he didn't have any food so he has no running water so all he has is this liquor and that's already bad like you shouldn't be drinking that anyway uh, especially if you don't have any water or food. <laughs> Cause yeah, because it's going to make you worse. fucking dehydrated, yeah. Yeah. So he's doing that, and he, he starts hallucinating about his parents and his sister due to, you know, hunger and thirst. And it, it's just, it's funny. Just He's just hallucinating them and stuff, but... Fucking, he's over there fucking freaking out and shit at that point. He's, yeah. like, in the, the, the next stage of, like, fucking like dealing with like loss and grief and stuff like that he's like at the point where he's like yeah because ready you, to fucking you have throw to, in the towel yeah because you have to realize that it's been like many many days now and he has no food no water and i mean honestly this is it's this part's where i'm kind of starting to wonder if realistically i don't think he would have survived due to you know food you can survive a week, technically, yeah. but you can only survive three days without water. Yeah, and he but I think he had like that. a water bottle that he was using very, very sparingly. Uh, uh, possibly, yeah. But yeah, he so he's doing all that and stuff, and he starts hallucinating about that. And later on, his phone network gets restored momentarily, and he ends up getting a voicemail from his family, basically recording their last moments. And so that ends up, he's pretty much done now. So he ends up uh, attempting uh, t t to take his own life. He he tries to hang himself, but he ends up uh, freeing himself because a he a laser pointer light ends up being shined in his apartment. And it's here where we find out there is another survivor in the apartments across from him, and this is. 
the best character in my opinion in this whole movie. Her name is is Yubin, and she is a absolute total badass. Yeah, bro. She she gave like fucking. She was like, I I swear to God, she's like what every doomsday prepper thinks they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you're a doomsday prepper, you're nowhere near as badass as you been. No, she fucking, she didn't even, That's... like, fucking necessarily know all that was going on. Yeah. But she literally was just like, I I, 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 I got this. Yeah, if I had to choose my zombie apocalypse partner, you know, no offense to Teddy or my, any of my other close friends, I'm going with you, Ben. I'm sorry, my dude. Like, yeah, I that would be my answer, too. I wouldn't want anybody to have to rely on me in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, Yubin was just... I mean, this girl has everything figured out. Like, like, she's a survivor, just like June. Like, she has really no idea what's going on and what they're in for. But she has her food portioned out, her water portioned out. And then she's even gotten even enough water where she's watering a house plant. It's like it's insane, like how how good she is at, at doing this, but uh, you know he ends up, uh, June ends up finding out about Yubin uh because of the laser pointer, and they end up later on setting up a zip line to share food between each other. Which, to be fair, is really fucking smart. Actually, it is. It's very smart. But the first time they they try to set the zip line up. You've been th- tries to throw it or like a, a line attached to a baseball across to the apartment, but she ends up throwing it. Uh, it doesn't go far enough. And so there's basically just a ball sitting there on the ground with a line, a zip line that leads straight to her apartment. Well, this infected firefighter zombie ends up seeing this and he just starts fucking climbing. The uh, he starts climbing the, the zip tie, uh, the, the, the zip line, and the zip line is attached to a table, uh, at the other end of her apartment. And ends up and he ends up pulling it, and it goes across the apartment and it, it knocks uh, you've been out. So while this is happening, uh, June grabs his uh, drone and he's trying to play distraction, you know, enough time for you been to finally wake up. And, you know, he, he's trying and trying, but he ends up, his drone ends up getting, uh, he cuts the, the zombie's face at one point, but the firefighter ends up knocking, uh, uh, knocking it down. But luckily he gets up to the balcony and right before he climbs up, Yubin wakes up and she has this hand, hand, hand axe and she chops his hand off and he falls to his death. I was fucking dying. Like, I was yeah. like, oh man, fucking. Here's the thing. He was using the drone stupidly way, way prior to that. He was. Yeah. Like, like he literally just... could have flown, like, it over there, attached the supplies, flown it back to him. You know, he June, had power yeah. there still. June doesn't do the smartest thing. We've said this before. He's not. Yeah, the... he's definitely a fucking himbo. You don't want to be stuck in the zombie apocalypse with just june no okay you really don't you'd be doing all the legwork right there but uh you know you 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 props to him for trying to distract them but you know you uh, didn't need it she's badass she doesn't need any help she uh she ends up uh, i love the infected firefighter zombie too he, he looked really really neat and and like uh, uh I, I don't know if we've said it enough but 
the effects and the way the zombies look is amazing. Like they look terrifying and they just look really, really good. It doesn't look like any cheap bullshit that you see in some zombie movies. God, like every other uh, Night of the Living Dead remake. <laughs> I'm but, telling you, man. I I don't know why Tom Savini tried to like recreate it like 14 <laughs> times and just change the characters a million times, but like it was it was it was not good. Yeah, and June ends up going to a neighbor's unit, and he steals food, clothing, and walkie-talkies that are there in the unit and he ends up uh using the drone he he ends up no he puts them in a, a lunchbox a walkie some walkie talkie uh and some food and stuff and he puts it in the lunchbox and he he uh he basically attaches it to the zip line and throws it across to to Yubin for her to have when, whenever she she wakes up and the next morning uh you Yubin finally uh, sees everything she gets it and she talks to starts talking to june over the walkie and you know th- these two start talking and bonding you know, these they basically just been using hand language uh for the past few days before uh, trying to survive and now they have a way to actually talk well uh you've been ends up accidentally knocking over a shelf in her apartment and the zombies hear it and they become Agitate, they become furious. And, uh, you know, they're coming for her because, you know, they heard her knock over the shelf. Well, June ends up distracting them by calling the unit that is adjacent to her with the apartment's uh, phone system. And it ends up distracting them. And so, you know, uh, they end up leaving her alone and then the they come up with a plan on like uh what they're gonna do uh, to get to each other and figure out a way to survive together because uh you've been fi- uh, after doing some some recon she real she thinks that she's found out that the eighth floor of john's of, of, of june's apartment is clear so they end up gearing up and uh they end up gearing up and this is where you realize what an absolute badass Yubin is and why she is the greatest character in this film. Yeah, uh, she went fucking she went on herself a little fucking zombie killing or fucking Yeah. Uh, damn dude. You know what that shit was? She was doing fucking free running. She was yeah. like fucking zombie parkouring that shit. She gave like she took the 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 premise of zombie run i don't know if you guys are familiar with it but it's like a like an app that you run to and it like gives you objectives and stuff like that um so it's like a mixture of like a workout app slash like a a game uh but she took that and like fucking took it a step forward and just like you know i'm gonna do parkour through all these zombies yeah she so basically uh we learned before this that Yubin uh, is afraid of heights because she fell off. Uh, she fell off climbing something high when she was a, a child. Well, she literally gears up, basically gets rappel gear, puts a table at the end of her balcony, 
runs, jumps off the table, and repels down her apartment complex, lands, undoes herself, runs through this, this zombie horde, knocking, uh, either dodging them, pushing them off of her, or just taking her hand axe and just slicing and dicing. I mean, she is an absolute fucking badass. Yeah, fucking <clears throat> way better than fucking his ass is. Yeah, way better than June, but seriously, she's like one of the best fucking people I've ever seen in a zombie movie. Uh, so they end up finally meeting up, and you know the, they get to the eighth floor, and they're trying to get o- open doors, but you no, know, the doors are open. Well, an affected zombie sees one of them, and he ends up summoning the rest of them to him, and so they're trying to they're about to get overtaken by zombies and uh, out of nowhere smoke comes out of nowhere and a a man emerges from one of the last doors on the floor and he, he ends up saving Yubin and then coming out and saving uh, June who, who has uh, who has fallen and is trapped because of a, a because of a, a door uh, fell trying to him trying to keep the zombies away from him and so he ends up saving them. And, you know, if you've seen one zombie movie, you've seen them all. You know that a common trope in zombie films is there is a betrayal between one of the survivors. And this one's no different. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. They go in the stranger's house and he offers them food and water and uh, they accept and after they soon after they're eaten, June ends up passing out because the stranger has drugged the food. Fucking roofied him. Yeah, he's pretty much roofied him. And you've been just trying to fight off the drug effects, but uh, the stranger ends up binding uh, binding both their ri- their wrists, and he locks you've been in a bedroom with his infected wife, who is a zombie. And June wakes up, and the stranger. Uh, uh, June wakes up and but and the stranger basically tells him that you know you know he's sorry but this is what he has to do he's he his wife hadn't eaten and he's trying to save his wife. I guess in a way, his logic is, makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, dude, your wife's a zombie. There's no coming back. Yeah, like I'm sorry, I love CC yeah. and all, but. Like, I most definitely will not, uh, I would most definitely not, like, try to kill anybody else that may be alive. Yeah. For that, for that sake. Absolutely not. Because, I mean, if this guy wouldn't have done this, he looked pretty prepared. He had plenty of food or stuff, and they probably could have all survived together. Yeah. He seemed like he knew what he's doing. Well, before this, though, he ends up letting them know that that he has enough food for them to survive until rescue comes. He basically lets them know that rescue teams are on their way, that he heard it on the news. Uh, the stranger ends up opening the door to check on his wife because everything's kind of went silent. And when he does, uh, his wife falls into him with Yubin, uh, who ended up uh, saving herself by pulling fabric over the the wife's head and the man ends up uh, surrendering to his his wife's attacks uh you know she 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 he just lets her uh, he lets her eat, eat him and you've been 
uh, who who got the stranger's gun from earlier, he ends up shooting them both. And of course, gunshots attract more zombies. So, Yubin, and it, this part's really sad. She basically asks June to mercy kill her, uh, as you know they're both still human and she doesn't want to be eaten. And he hesitates, and right before he's going to do it, they hear a helicopter pass by outside. Oh, can you imagine how fucking heartbreaking this would have been if they would have pulled a... Uh, the fucking, the mist. The, the mist, if he would have shot and killed June, and then the helicopter would have appeared. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> but, uh, the helicopter, the, the, they hear the helicopter side, which shows that, hey... The stranger wasn't lying. There really are rescue teams coming. And you know, if that dude had just been like solid and held right. up for like a few more a fucking few more seconds, minutes, a few more seconds, he all three of them would have survived. Yeah, but the guy just couldn't get over the fact that his wife was infected. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cece gets turned into a zombie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's on site for her. I'll do her the mercy <laughs> of you know putting her out of it. You know, you you hear that, Cece? <laughs> <laughs> if you oh turn yeah, to, she if, definitely hears it. She's laying on the bed behind me. If you turn into a zombie, you're done for. <laughs> I mean, if <laughs> I turn into a zombie, she has every right to do it the same to me. Yeah. Just saying. So, after hearing the helicopters pass by outside, uh, Yubin and June end up rushing to the rooftop uh, because they want to try and get the, the helicopter's uh, attention, And but they're chased by zombies as they're going up the thing and it's it's hilarious too because uh man they this is one thing i really love about this movie they really make an effort into showing you how serious these people are about surviving and using anything at all they can find to try and stall the zombies they grab a bus they end up uh grabbing a bicycle and are holding down like trying to stop the zombies from getting there, June's holding it. And he just tells Yubin just to go up to the roof, and he'll try and make his way up there. And she tells him to hurry up. Well, he ends up finally getting able to break away, and he runs up and he grabs a fire hose, the apartment's fire hose, and he tries to use it on them, but there's no water. So he ends up getting so frustrated, he takes the, the fucking hose part of the fire, a uh, little little uh, end of it, and he throws it at the zombie. <laughs> It was fucking hilarious. I was like, well, I mean, I guess, June, whatever. And he makes it to the roof, and he shuts the door, and he tries to barricade it as much as he can, but uh, the, the, he goes over to the roof with Yubin, and they realize they don't see any helicopters, so they think that, obviously, that they, they, they left and that they're not going to be able to get them. So they're sitting on top of the roof, and then the zombies break through, and the zombies are coming at them, and you just really know what's going to happen. And then out of nowhere, at last minute, a fucking helicopter shows up, and the army is there, and they're just mowing down the zombies, and they end up uh, grabbing them and taking them, and uh, grabbing them and putting them in the helicopter, and, and now they they fly away to safety. And as we're flying away, a voiceover by a news anchor explains that uh, wireless networks are being restored and the military has begun rescuing survivors through social media posts who have let people know where they're at through social media. And then the movie ends. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty simple movie, but like, 
really well done in execution. Really, really well done. Executed, executed really well. Uh, I mean, it has your typical zombie tropes, but it's done right. And the zombies are terrifying, and you got great character as well. Yeah, like like you said, fucking uh, you been as fucking you been as the fucking mode. best. Absolutely, fuck and pure beast. I want to see her in more horror movies. As the <laughs> Just final give me role. more. You've been killing me zombies. The undead. You've been okay. Look, they can redo Resident Evil series and, and re- replace uh, Mila with replace with Alice with fucking yeah. Eben. <laughs> Just for our Korean fans. Yes, that would be hilarious. I would love it. She's way more badass than Alice. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, that was the film. Uh, any final thoughts before we get into ratings? Uh, I mean, outside watching call it being fucking absolutely beast mode. Uh, I can't say nothing other than that guy probably should have waited for fucking like ten fucking minutes if he had heard the fucking helicopters. I think I feel like those two would have been like th- so appreciative of the fact that like he saved them and like you know. But he just, he couldn't. He couldn't wait two fucking seconds. Like, he caused his own death. Like, I got I got no remorse for the guy at that point. He literally he stupidly did. caused his own death. I mean, he got what he deserved. But yeah. I don't know, because, like, I, I, I say the joke about, like, you know, CC goes, like, CC goes. But, like, I, I, w- I wouldn't try to feed people to like my partner but i can see people being unable to let them go you know so i don't fault him i don't think he's like necessarily the worst but definitely definitely did not make the wisest decision there jr i know i would stay quiet but i really enjoyed you know teddy uh, discussing the film a lot because you know every time we get a guest speaker especially when they have a film that they really enjoy it, it opens up different points of views that things that I didn't see or or talk about things that I you know may have n- not thought about in certain aspects but I, I guess I really enjoyed it I, I've never really been a fan of zombie movies like I've never really enjoyed Resident Evil or Night of the Living Dead but this one this one um like in the sense of a film that is probably like a more serious horror film than like a zombie land or Shaun of the Dead, which are really like the only two zombie movies like I've watched like multiple times. You should watch Anna of the Apocalypse. It's also very Shaun of the Dead like. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, no, I'll keep that in mind. Um, but I thought it was very well done. I even like went into like compare like the the plot summary with the English or the American version, I was like, no, I think the South Korean version did a better job with the way how they scripted everything out. Like, there's subtle, there's differences in the plot points, but even just the the differences, I was like, I, I really think that the South Korean version did a better job. It feels more relatable, especially with the fact that they made him a Twitch streamer, which here in america people are like haha twitch streamer that's so niche uh they just like playing video games all day but over in korea like there's a very 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 big uh 
I want to say e-commerce, but like a whole section of like their actual society that is devoted to the entire uh, entirety of gaming. So like League of Legends is really big over there. Starcraft and Starcraft 2 are still really, really big over there. They have like all these like FPS teams. So like the fact that they picked something that I felt was super relatable to me and my interests. uh, It was very nice to see that like for once the video game industry wasn't kind of like made it fun of but i i i loved it it was it was very <clears> relatable <throat> to me here in america though i'm sure it's not them they're not a streamer because like they americans like to shit on it like it's not actually still a good you know profession if you can make it you know yeah i mean and honestly um like I think really like the only difference was like in the American version, you know, they come with like that the person that um like that stabbed him in the back or turned on them. It was more done of like, you know, they hit him from behind or something versus the you know, the tainted food, which I thought that was the only thing like in the American version based on the plot summary I thought was better because the one thing I was like when I saw it got to that point in the movie with like the you know the drug food I'm like well where they're considering where they're at I'm like what did they drug them with because like I'm like Benadryl like they would have to like basically give them enough to kill them in order for them to like drug them. <laughs> well, they'd have to give them something stronger. I mean, Benadryl is probably all he could really drug them with in Korea because they're very, uh, very, 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 very strict when it comes to uh, drugs. So, so yeah, no, I had hit him with some over-the-counter uh, prescription medication. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I, I would, you know, the more film, like if there were more zombie films, you know, the other one because you guys talked about a lot, the Train in Busan, that's the one I'm gonna want to look into. These are the type of films, zombie films, I probably would get into more. No, yeah, they're they're. Their, their characters are so good. Like, I've never seen movies where I honestly related or absolutely loved, like, an ensemble, but also absolutely hated the, like, bad guys or, like, the the dicks in the movies. Like, Train to Busan and fucking uh, Hashtag Live both, like, have really good character work like that. They commit to it so hard. Yeah, uh, JR, if you want another good recommendation of a uh, South Korean zombie movie, if you've never seen it, me and Teddy cannot recommend Train to Busan enough. Oh, yes, yes, it is so good. Probably you can watch the... the second one if you like action y movies because it's the second movie is not necessarily a horror per se, it's more of like the like Resident Evil like style action y type movie. Um, but I overall, I still personally, in popular opinion, I like Train to Busan too. I just don't think it's should necessarily be tied to Train to Busan because it feels like it's its own story. Yeah. But yeah, it's honestly one of the best zombie films, like period. Yeah, Korea. I just don't know what it is with Korea, man. They just don't fucking miss when it comes to zombie movies. Like, for years, for years, 
the only person who did any kind of decent zombie movies was George A. Romero. And then we had the Dawn of the Dead remake that came out that was really fucking good. Uh, Then we had Shaun of the Dead, which kind of twisted it on its head. And then we had the absolute period where it was just Walking Dead dominant, you know? Like, anything that wasn't The Walking Dead was dumb. Uh, And The Walking Dead itself was getting overdone. So, like... It was it was nice to see that like you know it came out like you said after a market had already been super saturated with it. It didn't try to recreate other movies. It just tried to do what you know what it was set to do, and that was that was be like a solid movie. So I'm I'm really happy that I just stumbled upon it that one night. Or else we wouldn't all be having this conversation right now, you know? Yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, I say, obviously, I say, obviously, we're going to do zombies, little zombie heads. Uh, So, Teddy, since you're our guest, uh, what would you, how many zombie heads out of five would you give this? Um, See, if this was Train to Busan, I would say five out of five. Uh, I did say earlier it's not as good as Train to Busan, but it's still pretty up there, so I'm going to give it a 4.8. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, no, just to piggyback off of Teddy, I'll, uh, I'm going to go with a solid 4 out of 5. Uh, really, really great uh, zombie film. But, you know, if it was Train to Busan, for sure 5. Dude, that movie's just perfect, but... Yeah, four out of five uh, seems like a good, good, good thing for me. I, mean, I love the way the zombies All of looked. those points are earned by you, Ben, being a badass. Basically, yeah, you Ben pretty much <laughs> makes this movie, and the whole movie is just pretty good. Uh, the effects are really good. The story's simple but also but effective, and I mean everything is just done good. So yeah, great job. What about you, Jr. How many zombie heads do you give it? Well, thank you, Teddy, for thinking about me. No, fucking <laughs> asshole co- co-host of mine. What's wrong with them? I was. I, that's why I paused. I was <laughs> like, I hit mute. I hit mute. Um, no, I actually, agree, I agree with you, Kyle. I think four is is a good rating. Um, there's, it, you know, it's just uh, for a genre that I'm not really familiar with. It's hard for me to say, like, you know, is there because I'm I haven't seen a lot of zombie films to say like why it could be better but in general like in my total you know scheme of like overall movie movie ratings i think it's for like i really enjoyed it. i think a lot of people that um like horror would enjoy it i know the like being from another like a foreign film um is kind of a turnoff for some people but in a lot of ways i like i really enjoy foreign films like i another language i enjoy like especially because i'm really big into subtitles because i have trouble hearing so i'm always Same. i'm always on something like if i'm watching a movie at home it's subtitles are it's always got on. subtitles on yeah. yeah anything i'm watching at home even youtube videos i will put subtitles on <laughs> so uh yeah i definitely it, I agree with four out of five i think um just in general, though, like one thing about zombie movies, I'd be like the first thing I'd do is like board everything, try to create weapons, and then look for food. That was like my always thing about look, thinking about zombie movies. And cardio. 
cardio. That's rule number one. No, number you don't one, need cardio. cardio if you can mow through enough of them. Just saying. <laughs> Dude, that, that shopping cart thing was the greatest thing ever. And on uh, on uh, Dead Meat, when they reviewed it on, on, on uh, the Kill Count, this film, they literally put a jackass theme and James A. Eugene says, uh, "Hey, I'm Eubin, and this is is uh, a shopping cart zombies." Oh my God, <laughs> I'll have to see. I'll have to send you the clip. Oh my God! I, wait, great. they did it. They did a, uh, a kill count uh, for this. Yeah. Kill count for this. Oh my yeah. God! I need to see it now and make CC watch it too. Yeah, it's fucking great. He did a great job on it. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 Jar. I guess uh, well, let's let Teddy tell everybody where. Where they can find them and what their project. I still never heard uh, what you said for right for your writing. Correct. Yeah. And uh, let's let Teddy tell everybody where they can find them and any of their projects. Hint, hint. uh, Shameless plug. Not, not for my other podcast. But yeah. I'll get to it. Hold on. But yeah, hold go on. ahead. And... I know what you're asking for. I got you. I got you. Go and give us some housekeeping, Teddy, and then JR, <laughs> you close us out. So as uh, Kyle has said, uh, we are on a podcast together. You can find us at FBTC Podcast, I believe. Yes, FBTC Podcast. That is From Beyond the Crypt. That is our cryptids, creepy pastas, and other urban legends podcast that Kyle and I do weekly. Uh, we just got done doing a really awesome three-part uh, series on the creepy pasta cheesies world, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, very, we we had a lot of fun reading that. Um, you can also find me at cuzcats1989 on twitter as well or xylanthus89 slash cuzcats89 on twitch as well i do some streaming on there and i'm looking to get back into it now that pokemon unites out and i have a streaming card so or capture card so that's where you can find uh me and or kyle (laughs) mostly kyle because he's the one who runs our social media Well, uh, definitely, once again, Teddy, I appreciate you being uh, with us today with me and Kyle. Um, I'm, and- I thank you guys for finally, you know, doing this episode. Like I like I said, I've been waiting forever to do this episode. Any chance to talk about this movie, I will gladly take it. It's always a breath of fresh air, as Kyle told you, is that I'm self-deprecating. I always think people get tired of hearing me talk, so anytime we bring in a guest, I always try to stay more into the background and allow our guests to get the spotlight they so rightly deserve so again appreciate you coming on with us um next week we'll be talking about uh our next netflix uh, horror film the babysitter uh it's one of the films that i enjoyed watching and i was glad that kyle and i were able to put it on the docket for our netflix uh horror month with that said as I feel like, you know, unfortunately, we have to say this again every, you know, weekly, but everybody just listen to medical experts. The information's out there. Medical experts from universities and hospitals. These cases are rising. Delta isn't going away, um, especially, you know, parts, significant parts of the southeast from Texas to Florida. 
parts of California, Nevada, it's it's increasing. And I'll be honest, I'm tired of fucking lockdowns. I don't want to hear talk about lockdowns, but at the end of the day, the government, hospitals, everybody's going to do what it takes in order to curb these hospitalizations. And the one thing if you listen to any medical expert that does anything with infectious diseases will tell you is that vac- these um, viruses mutate among the unvaccinated. And you know what? Some people may think right now COVID, COVID-19, Delta isn't, you know, a bad illness for whatever reason. But the whole thing is we need to stop the spread and prevent future variants because eventually you're going to get to a variant or a mutation that's going to be completely vaccine resistant, that's going to target everybody from older age people, as COVID currently does, to young to young toddlers and adolescents. And that's the whole point is that we don't want is to have a situation where this thing that's already out of control to get to the point where um, we see the death of a generation as we've seen with previous illnesses from smallpox and polio. So do your part. It's about um, a community and a community of individuals banding together to uh, ensure the health of everybody in the community um, that we are part in here, whether whatever city you're in, whatever state you're in, whatever country you're in, and the world globally. Again, this is a not a, this is not just a U.S. issue. This is a global issue from the United States to Canada, up and down Europe, Australia, and Asia. And we need to really get a handle on this and move on so we can enjoy things like Halloween Horror Nights and baseball games and football games and movie theaters. So um, that's, I just, I got to say, especially with schools coming back in the next, schools are opening up right now. Schools are going to continue to open up in the next two weeks. And we don't need to be sending kids home. So do your part, wear your mask, get vaccinated if you're eligible so we can end this uh, this last 17 months of that we've been through. So with that said, um, from on behalf of Teddy, Kyle, and I, we uh, wish you guys a great weekend. Um, as this will drop on Friday the 13th, make sure that you also watch a Friday thir- Friday 13th movie because that's my boy's Kyle's favorite scene. I, I'm going to throw out there part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, you know, I love it. Kyle loves it. I know Kyle loves it. So also part seven is a good one as well. So with that being said, we must bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good night. And remember, every day is Halloween.